Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. I'm Kelly Vera, your host, and I'm super excited you took the time to spend with us today. This is a podcast by a single mom for single moms to help single moms, right? This is our safe space to grow, connect, and learn together. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Single Moms Unfolded. Today, we are lucky enough to have Shantae Armstead. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. <laughs> welcome, welcome. So, Shantae is a single mom and an author, and she's going to share her story with us today. So, tell us, how do you define a single mom? Um, <laughs> it's not somewhere that I want to be, but, you know, it is what it is. So, I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to embrace it. So, my definition of that is... um. Basically, single-handedly raising my kids um, emotionally, financially, spiritually, you know, basically all the jobs. Doing it all, right? (laughs) Having all the hats. So, do you think there's any misconceptions about single moms? Um, Of course. I I definitely think um, people give us less, less credit than do, but still have high expectations for us. So it is like a little bit unfair playing ground, but I'm not one to complain, you know, because I feel like um, people are more upset that we get the jobs done without having all the extra tools. <laughs> we work with what we have and still the kids are happy. So right, right, that, that's the most important right, right. The kids are happy and they have everything they need, then, then it's a success. Right. That, that, that's yes, it. absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us a little about yourself and your kids. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, like I said, I'm an author. I've been, I had my books published since last uh, January, December of 2021 was my first published um, ebook. And I have two children, two teenagers, well, preteen, 11 years old. And then I have a 16, two daughters. So, yes, they're definitely in that stage. <laughs> Exactly what you're talking about—the eye rolling and yes. the door slamming—and that, yeah, okay. Yes, all the nonverbal communication. That's not okay. <laughs> right. All the nonverbal. I think you're an idiot, mom. Yeah, no, that's. I get that. So tell us, how did you know? When did you know you're going to be a single mom? What was like your first reaction? Well, you well, know. Um, well, when my first, because I have two daughters and they have different fathers. So my first daughter's father, um, we were together for a little bit. And then it was like a lot of drama and turmoil. So I decided to leave. Um, that was the best for me. And um, I just, I ended up moving to another town. So being as though I was far away from my family, from her father, from basically everyone, I really had to do everything on my own. So that was like that realization. And then um, when my youngest daughter's father, it was like a domestic situation. So I kind of left it before it got worse because, you know, that was my first time in that type of situation. and. I just wanted it to be the last. Right. <laughs> so, so the first time you're like, okay, this is not where I want to be. And you left, which is really, make, really strong to leave. I right? couldn't uh, yes. stay in way too long. 
you know, for the kids. And so, and the second time, it's good that you got out too, because a lot of people don't have that strength to know the signs or just be like, okay, this is getting bad. So, so the first time where you you were scared or you were just like, you knew it was the right thing to do. How how did you like know? Because many single moms, you know, maybe they're not totally single yet, but maybe they're thinking, okay, you know, what is going to happen to me? What was like the turning point where you're like, okay, I can do this? (laughs) Well, I didn't really know. I kind of always stayed hopeful that things would work out. I mean, I don't want to say I regret it now, but I probably would have done things a little bit different as opposed to allowing it to go so many years, like back and forth in and out of her life. Um, I think that instability kind of made it um, like when when I started reflecting on it, that's what made me be like, either it's going to be an official like um, court document or I'm going to make the rules because hurting my child is not an option. So it was a really courageous um, step to take, but, and it did take me a while. I'm not saying, oh, as soon as it happened, my daughter's probably like around seven years old when I finally decided like, you know, enough is mm-hmm. enough. So Right. Yeah, that that's a good point that you made. It doesn't happen right away, right? And and yeah. in the beginning, when we first like separate or break up, whether you're married or not, it's it's really hard on everybody because your whole life has changed. And it, I I feel like that's the hardest. Well, one of the hardest parts in co-parenting and being in and out of you know if somebody's in the in the kid's life or not in the kid's life. You go right. and the whole time you're trying to do it all, but yet you're trying to protect your your child, your daughter, and you don't want them in and out of their life messing your daughter up. You already felt like, okay, they're going through exactly. enough, right? So what were your biggest <laughs> struggles back then? Um, I would say babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> and just the unexpected, because, you know, kids are unexpected. Like, you have it all planned out, and then as soon as they come along, they're like, what's this? The plan? <laughs> we don't get it. <laughs> so especially when they're younger, it's kind of hard to have like a plan. But um, putting her in daycare, that was something that really um, allowed me to, it was scary because, you know, I, I wanted my child to be with me. And it's like, I'm putting her in somebody else's hands. Like, I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was that was like something that really changed for me because then I had that reliability and I knew that when it was time for me to go to work, that that was our schedule. That was our routine. And she was able to engage with other kids as opposed to just being around an adult all the time. And, you know, she was able to learn off of other kids. So that was one thing that was like a little bit, like one of the groundbreaking things for me, because that allowed me like a little bit of freedom even that 20, 30 minutes after work before I picked her up from daycare, like, <gasps> there's peace. <laughs> Me time, right, right. They ride home sometimes, like, okay, this is my time, right? Don't even turn on the radio, just have it quiet. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what did you have to, what did? You, what were some of the things that you learned from all this, from being a single mom? The first time was probably the hardest time because you, the second time I'm like okay I know what I have to do now but what are the the things that you learned 
Um, I would just say to stay strong and just stay focused on myself and my child as opposed to another adult or trying to fix another adult or convince another adult what they should be trying to do as an adult. So (laughs) definitely, (laughs) definitely like conserving my time, conserving my peace, conserving my energy by not allowing those things to mess with my mind. So I love that conserving time and peace in your mind. So tell us how, how do you conserve it? What is a way you go like a tip you can tell us because we all have like, I know I do, <laughs> I need your help with this. So how do you conserve all this and keep your, your happy bubble without all this crap getting in? <laughs> well, this is a, it's new learning for me too, but it is just, um, just having that self-control, that self-awareness, being aware of what's going on with you, what's going on with other people, because, you know, energy is like, um, you know, energy is everywhere. Everything is energy. So it's like you have to be a little bit careful and mindful of things that people may put on you that's not even your issue. Like you talk to somebody that's sad, then a little bit later you're like, why? I feel sad or why do I feel down so just being able to let certain emotions of other people like bounce off of me like they say it's okay for a bird to fly around your head it's just not okay to let them build a nest in there so. oh that is awesome <laughs> I, I I'm gonna think I'm gonna use that next time I'm, I'm talking to somebody that's like just down yes oh I love that yeah don't let it like live there that's true okay Yes. Oh. <laughs> and make babies and who right. cares? <laughs> the whole thing, right? Because now you're responsible for that whole deal. Oh yes. Awesome. Carrying a responsibility that's not even right, yours. Right, right. And then you feel guilty if you're not taking care of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can ask for it or want it, but it just showed up. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So tell us, is there any unexpected skills that you learned along the way? Um, yes, patience, (laughs) (laughs) patience and just, um, just being able, like, I'm kind of surprised at my own strength sometimes, like, how do I do this? Like, so I would say that is one of the big things that I'm just like, just looking back, like, wow, I really like completed the mission. Like I completed all these milestones and missions like when I was going at the at the mission and at the milestone, it didn't feel like it. But looking back, it's like, wow, congratulations. You did an okay but job. Celebrate <laughs> all the stuff that you've done, right? So how are the girls now? How are the kids adjusted and everything? How long has it been, I guess? Um, how long has, has it, it been how long as has you've been a single mom for the second time? Oh, since her whole life, since she started, like once it was that, you know, domestic situation, I kind of left and never like look back. Um, It was really, they've been good though. Like we do do therapy. We do um individual, we do family. Um, We go to church. Like we have our little support oh, group. I think that's important. Yes. Um, Having a support group for like us as individuals, us as a family, like, so, you know, each of my kids have their own little support group. 
you know, and then I have my little support group and then we all have like a little community support group. So that like we can all someone we could all speak with. So I think that's important in growth is allowing other people to, you know, scoot you along the way, help you out. Because no, <laughs> as a mom, it's definitely hard asking for help sometimes. <laughs> yes, and I, I think that's great that you guys all have your own support group and people that back you up all the time. They're there yes. unconditionally if you have a good day or a bad day. So can you tell us how, how do you get this little support group? Did you get it through church? Is it like parents of other moms, the people you knew? Because a lot of single moms are feeling like alone, like I have nobody... Yeah. Like, how, how did you get that support? Um, I do use programs. Um, my youngest, she goes to the Boys and Girls okay. Club. So, you know, stuff like that. Girl Scouts. Um, I have my oldest daughter in Girl Scouts for a while. Like, dance classes. Just um, different activities to give the kids routine and structure so that, you know, that's kind of their support group. Like, if the kids do sports, any type of activities. Um, for even parents of other, of the kids, mom, of my kids, friends, mom, mm -hmm. you know, parents, that's, you know, sometimes that be part of the support group. And it's not only, um, I used to look at it like, oh, nobody stayed in my life for the whole 15, 16 years that I had my kids, but my kids had a lot of really good people in their life along the way. So, you know, you just got to accept that some people are there for a reason. Some people are there for a season. And then some people stay for a lifetime. That's <laughs> awesome. So I guess you have to be open and vulnerable enough to talk to other parents. Even if you're feeling alone and you're at your, you know, your daughter's, you know, dance class, I'd be like, hey, how are you? You have to be strong yes. enough to open up your mouth and make these connections because otherwise you're just going to sit in the corner sad. And maybe somebody will, some <laughs> people might go, hey, how are you? But, you know. Think yes. about the energy is like leave me alone, and that that, that kind of keeps people away. Though if you're looking there, stop all yes. the time. People be like, oh, she doesn't want any. You know, right? Yes. So, <laughs> don't talk to her. Do not invite any conversation. So I think that's really good that you said that to talk to people. And yeah, that's really good. So tell us, who was one of the most influential people in your life, and how did they help you? <laughs> Um, I can't say one specific person, but, um, I do say like my grandmother, she was definitely a big influence in my life. Um, cause she was there from when I was a baby till I was pregnant with my youngest daughter. So I spent a good amount of time with her and around her. So she's definitely where I got like my faith from and just moving around. Cause my grandmother loved to travel so I know a couple of things that I can see that I'm like her, like even me remembering her being older from so young, it's like she still had that effect on us. So I would say she definitely influenced my life a lot. <laughs> and, and for people that cannot see this video, people that are listening, you know, you are like glowing with this big smile as you talk about your grandmother. It's beautiful. It's yes. beautiful. So what would you tell your younger self? Um, stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I would have definitely, um, 
That was like, I would say that was like one of my little downfalls looking at it now. I just like, nobody could tell me nothing. You know, I, just how the kids are now. I'm all that. I know everything. So that was something I wish I would have took more time and listened to people and actually did what they said than waiting like extra 10, 15 years and like, I remember somebody told me that one time ago. I didn't have to go through all that. They told me that. <laughs> that's so true so do you have any last advice for single moms um yes just never give up you know keep your head up keep going forward um just focus on yourself everything always works out you know everything comes back around full circle so i would that would just be that's the advice that i mostly give to moms like everything always works out even if you can't see it now you don't know how it's going to get done like, just have that knowing in your heart that you're doing your best and, you know, the kids are happy. We criticize ourselves more than the kids. So. For sure. For sure. Uh, well, Chante, thank you so much for being on our show today. We really appreciate it. so much for tuning in we would love to stay connected check us out at www.myhappyplaceforlife.com and while you're there click on the services tab to check out our awesome coaching options it's our mission to give single moms a shortcut to the life they want after divorce you aren't alone and you do not have to take the long road we can totally help also don't forget to follow us on instagram my happy place for life that is with the number four and if you want some free trainings, feel free to join our Facebook group, Happy Life 101 for Single Parents. Thank you so much for tuning in and check back every Thursday for a new episode. Until then, remember you're smart, you're beautiful, and you got this.